0: I guess probably, well, October around here, uh, the signs of Christmas start coming out. Uh, I personally know when Christmas is right around the corner uh, because uh, the coffee shop where I go to uh, changes right away and all the Christmas cups are out. And, uh, and, uh, and then, of course, Amazon uh, boxes begin to show up uh, at the house as we order uh, Christmas presents and things for the grandkids. And uh, so the retail store managers, uh, they think of the signs of Christmas Uh, as the the signs that they put up uh, shortly after Halloween and Thanksgiving. Uh, Others look at decorations. Uh, People start putting their lights up. Uh, on their house. Uh, some people who are rednecks leave them up all year long, uh, and, uh, and so uh, if you have them in your neighborhood, I'm sorry, uh, but uh, but sometimes as you see your neighbors put up uh, their Christmas lights or start putting things in the yard, uh, you know that Christmas uh, is right around the corner. Uh, school teachers look at uh, the faces of the children uh, as a vacation draws near. Uh, they see the signs of Christmas in uh, the lack of attention, uh, spans of the, of the kids in their classes, and uh, and uh, if you go to Safeway or Fred Myers, uh, then the ringers, the bell ringers from Salvation Army are there. Christmas tree lots uh, begin to fill up with Christmas trees and uh, a host of other things uh, are the signs of Christmas. We see those things all around us. And tonight, Uh, I want us to consider some biblical signs of Christmas, uh, and it has nothing to do uh, with reindeers and sleighs and Santa Claus and everything else. Uh, But the greatest sign of Christmas was given over 700 years ago, uh, before the birth um, of our Savior. Uh, And it's that text we're going to read here in just a moment. Isaiah chapter number 7 and verse number 14, the Bible says this, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name uh, Emmanuel. Uh, signs are given uh, to announce important events. Um, there are means also of spreading information uh, about things uh, such as uh, ball games and yard sales and, uh, and other things, specific events uh, that are announced in uh, your neighborhood or in the city. Uh, signs are given to help us uh, to find direction. Uh, and even with uh, the, you know, GPS stuff and the navigation things uh, in your car, I don't know about you, but I listen to those things, and I'm uh, on my way to a place, and then, uh, then the satellite goes out, and I can't find my way home, <laughs> uh, because you're just listening, turn, 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 and so you can actually still look at road signs, uh, and uh, they will point the way uh, in the direction that you need to go. Signs are important to us, because if we follow them, Uh, They will help us or keep us from getting off track. They also provide needed direction, as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, as we travel towards our destinations. Uh, Signs are also uh, to provide identification. Uh, Consider uh, the many groups and organizations uh, that are identified with uh, a sign, uh, the Red Cross, Uh, the Olympics, uh, McDonald's, etc. All of those signs and many others help us to readily uh, identify uh, a simple sign without explanation. Uh, Our verse said, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Uh, And that sign that was given uh, announced the greatest event in all history. Uh, The Word of God uh, teaches us in Matthew chapter number one and in verse number 21, and he shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Uh, they, uh, the Bible teaches us that God has no desire uh, to keep that event secret. He announced it Hundreds of years before Jesus was born uh, and the angels announced, uh, as we read in Luke chapter number two, uh, glory uh, to God uh, in the highest. Uh, this is a sign that gave direction uh, to men who would seek him. We think of uh, uh, the wise men that were traveling. Uh, we sang about that a moment ago. Uh, we think about the shepherds uh, who were watching uh, for uh, the sign in the fields at night. Uh, They're looking for the virgin birth. And the reason being is that it was pronounced in scripture and those who believed in the Bible were looking for that sign. Uh, to some, uh, that sign was unimportant. Uh, to some, it was insignificant. But without it, Jesus Christ uh, could not be the Son of God. God had pronounced it, uh, and we see the fulfilling of that uh, in a manger in Bethlehem. Uh, Without it, our faith would be in vain, and Calvary uh, would be meaningless if Christ was not virgin born. Uh, I referenced this in one of our previous messages. Uh, Sometimes uh, Bibles that we'd have in our hands might say uh, that Mary was a young woman, uh, that Jesus was born of a young woman, or was born of a young maiden, uh, if she wasn't, uh, or Jesus was not virgin born, then he is not the sinless, spotless lamb of God. I'm thankful uh, for the miracle of the virgin birth. That virgin birth was pronounced in our text in Isaiah 7. Uh, the Bible says in Micah chapter number 5 in verse number 2 uh, that he was going to be born in Bethlehem Ephraida. Uh, the scriptures say in, in Luke chapter number 2, he was wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And God wanted no misunderstandings uh, concerning uh, his uh, son's birth. Uh, and this sign. Uh, was provided, and the identification was necessary. Uh, Emmanuel, God with us. Uh, He wasn't just another Hebrew uh, child that was born uh, in poverty. Uh, The Bible says that he was God uh, in the flesh. He was born and dwelt among us. John 1 verse 14 says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And so it's important, uh, or how important, rather, the question, is the sign uh, that announced the birth of our Savior. Uh, but often people miss signs, um, and there's tragedy in that. If you think about the shepherds and the wise men, if had they missed uh, the sign of Jesus coming, uh, it would have been a tragedy. Uh, but just like that would be a tragedy, uh, there are people today uh, that miss the sign uh, of this bright and morning star uh, and follow another sign. And as I think about, for me, one of the easiest kind of analogies to think about are road signs. Uh, road signs are there to give us direction. Uh, but they're only good if we obey them. Uh, if, we, if we read them, you know, and it says, okay, Seattle, uh, this way, whatever, 60 miles, uh, and uh, we just ignore it and we go another direction, uh, we're going to find ourselves way off uh, track and in lost, perhaps. Uh, and so when a sign is there, uh, the goal is to read it uh, and to heed it. And any intelligent person will consider a sign uh, and then act upon Uh, the information uh, that they've gleaned from it. Uh, the shepherds saw the sign of Jesus that was prophesied in Isaiah 7, uh, and uh, they came and offered praise and worship to Christ. Uh, the wise men came uh, to offer gifts of, of, of gold and frankincense and myrrh uh, as they worshiped the newborn king, and they came from a long ways. And uh, there's speculation as to how far, but it took a long, long time, uh, years, uh, for them to travel from the east uh, to where uh, they saw uh, the sign in Bethlehem. Uh, so how we react to a sign is very important. Um, I, uh, a couple years ago, well, in fact, it happens more uh, than, it, uh, than not, but um, as I witness to people, let's say if I knock on someone's door or uh, I run into somebody <clears throat> at a restaurant or a gas station or wherever and I give them a track, there have been a lot of times uh, where people have said, you know what, uh, I, was, I was praying uh, that uh, I could talk to somebody about this very thing or they would say, you being here is a sign. Uh, now, uh, as many times as that is a good thing, there have been a lot of times where it was kind of a crazy thing uh, and uh, and it had nothing to do with anything. Uh, and, uh, but people saying, I just, I just think it's a sign. And here's what happens for me uh, when I hear that. Uh, if they believe it's a sign, I'm just going to go with it. Uh, and uh, it's a sign that you're here, Pastor. Amen. Uh, God works in, in mysterious ways, we would say. And, uh, and so they would say um, it was a sign that you hear. So uh, I would then say if, it, if you believe it to be a sign, and, uh, and as a believer, as a Christian, as a Bible believer, uh, we, don't believe in, uh, we don't believe in luck. Uh, we don't believe in uh, coincidences. Um, we're just to take it uh, as of the Lord uh, that God is working, that he's, uh, we would call it a divine appointment. Uh, that He has placed us in uh, the path of somebody who needs Jesus, and we give them a gospel track, we invite them to church, or, or like some of you tonight have been invited here. So you think about all the signs uh, for you tonight uh, if uh, you're visiting maybe for the first time. And again, it could be if you, if you attend regularly. Uh, churches are filled with people uh, that don't know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Uh, they can hear uh, the Word of God preached uh, week after week after week, uh, but uh, they never respond to the Holy Spirit uh, as he directs them to, uh, to obey him uh, by faith and call on the name of the Lord Jesus uh, to be saved. Uh, but you may be here tonight, and it's no accident that you're here. Um, somebody invited you to come. Uh, the choir and, uh, and the um, piano player, they've been practicing. We've been, I was in there, so we've been practicing, anticipating uh, that, uh, that you would be here. Uh, you heard the gospel uh, presented in song, as well as in the, uh, the Christmas story from Luke chapter number two, uh, to see that God uh, became man and dwelt amongst us. Uh, he was born uh, to die on Calvary's tree. He lived his life, a short life in many respects, 33 and a half years, but he gave his life a ransom for many, myself included. And he says that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, so God has given us all kinds of signs. He's given us signs in nature, the Bible speaks about that in Romans chapter number one, that we can see him uh, in his creation and that we're without excuse. He's given us a sign in the word of God, uh, his special revelation of himself to us. He tells us who he is and uh, and why he came uh, and why he became a man uh, and, uh, and dwelt among us so that we can be saved. Uh, and uh, quite a while ago, I can't remember, maybe it was Jeff Foxworth, you remember that, uh, where people would ask a question like, you know, uh, you know, your tires are flat on your car. Uh, and so somebody would come and say, oh, you got a flat tire. <laughs> uh, and he'd go, here's, he'd said, no, they, all, all the other ones just miraculously inflated. And he'd say, here's your sign. <laughs> uh, and I used to get a kick out of that because uh, often uh, we are, um, we, don't, we don't see what's right in front of us. And, uh, and tonight, I don't want you to, to be the recipient of a, of a Jeff Foxworthy, here's your sign moment to where you ignore all of the things that have taken place uh, that would get you uh, under the earshot of a microphone with the gospel being presented. So as you hear it and uh, the music, as you hear it presented, uh, that you don't leave here uh, having missed uh, all the signs that God has given to you. Um, The Bible says that we're all sinners and come short of the glory of God. Um, The word of God says this in Romans chapter number six in verse 23, it says, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And God loves us. Uh, In fact, he says in Romans 5, 8, that God commended his love towards us and that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. And uh, salvation is is very simple. Jesus came and he gave his life and shed his blood to provide for our salvation, uh, to take away from us the penalty of death uh, in sin, and took it upon himself, who knew no sin. He became sin uh, for us, uh, and we read about that in the book of Hebrews and elsewhere in Scripture, uh, and uh, and provided the gift of salvation, uh, and uh, and the way that we receive it is by faith. The Bible says that we're saved by grace through faith and not of ourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. Uh, if you're here tonight and uh, you're not going to go to heaven because you go to church or you go to a Baptist church. Uh, there are people in all kinds of churches uh, that uh, will be in heaven because it's what they've done uh, with the finished work of Jesus Christ. At one point, uh, they looked at the signs of Scripture and the signs, perhaps, in, in nature, the, uh, the, the signs the, of a preacher knocking on their door or a, a Sunday school teacher teaching a lesson or a choir singing a song, uh, and they took that as God directing them and drawing them in uh, to, uh, to uh, accept Him as their Savior. And so what they've done is they've uh, read or it's been presented in a time like this that with a heart. In Romans, uh, in chapter number 10, it says, With the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In verse number 13, it says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. And so, don't ignore the signs. Um, don't look at this and go, well, I was here and the Holy Spirit has drawn me, but I'm just going to walk away, having heard it, not changed, uh, and, uh, and leave this place. Um, none of us are promised another day. We don't know. Uh, could be our time. Uh, and uh, in fact, we hear every single day uh, people who have, are in relative good health just dropping uh, just like that. Uh, and, uh, and we've talked about the reasons of all that, uh, but the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. And then after that's the judgment. We're all gonna stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And so tonight, um, I'm so grateful that you're here, uh, but um, uh, it, it would be remiss. Uh, we, it'd be a big error on our part Uh, To not tell you what the Bible says uh, about going to heaven. Uh, You don't work your way there. It isn't if your good stuff outweighs all your bad stuff in life. It's have you uh, uh, said to God, uh, forgive me of my sins, repentance towards God and faith in the Lord uh, Jesus Christ, uh, and ask God to come into your life and to save you. Uh, That's the gift that God wants to give us and the greatest gift that we could ever receive. And so I hope tonight, if you're here and you're not born again, you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, that you will in a moment uh, when we pray. I'd like to invite you all to stand uh, whether your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Uh, and in fact, in, uh, the choir can make their way down uh, right now and just uh, exit down to go with your families. And, and, uh, and perhaps uh, somebody in the choir uh, invited you uh, here tonight uh, to hear the presentation uh, and I'd like for them to be uh, near you. But with our heads are bowed and our eyes closed, I want to ask this question. I asked it this morning. I ask it uh, often uh, in our church services here at Berean. Uh, and the question is this. If you know uh, for sure, based on the promise of God's word, you've repented of your sin and you've asked Jesus Christ to save you, to forgive you, and to, uh, you've accepted what he's, what he's provided at the cross of Calvary by faith, you believe the word of God, uh, that he died for your sins. And you've accepted the gift of salvation and have called upon the name of the Lord. And that's your testimony. You know the Lord Jesus Christ. Our heads are bowed and our eyes closed. Say, that's me, Pastor Reno. I know that I'm saved. I've I've accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. Thank you. You can put your hands down, please. And and so tonight, also, you may be here and you couldn't raise your hand. You don't know, Uh, you're just not sure. Um, Maybe you're religious and you go to a church or uh, you go to church from time to time. Perhaps you read your Bible and uh, maybe it doesn't make that much sense to you. And uh, and you're just kind of struggling with that question. If someone's to ask you if you're to die today, where would you go? Uh, and you wouldn't be able to, with a, with a clear conscience, say, yes, I'm going to go to heaven, uh, or no, I'm going to go to hell. I just don't know for sure, and, uh, and I-, I want you to pray for me, Pastor Reno. Our heads are bowed and eyes closed. You just raise your hand right where you are, just lift it up, and say, I'm not sure if I'm saved today. Thank you, anybody else. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I'd like to know uh, today. Um, I can take this as a sign that I'm here tonight uh, in the, to hear the gospel, and the Lord has showed me in my heart, that I'm not sure, and I don't know him. Anybody would we'll just raise their hand? not going to call you out or embarrass you. All right, thank you. Anybody else uh, would we'll just raise your hand uh, and, uh, and say, I'm not sure. All right. Um, our Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight, in a moment as we give the invitation, uh, there are some who have raised their hand that, uh, that say that they don't know you as their personal Lord and Savior. And I pray that uh, here this evening, uh, that they would simply pray a prayer in their heart and, and believe it and pray it to you, it to you uh, and not to me or to anyone else. But they would pray, Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins and come into my heart and save me. I trust you and you only as my personal Lord and Savior and accept the gift of salvation that you provided in Jesus' name. And I, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, and and you would say a moment ago, Um, I couldn't say for sure uh, if I would go to heaven, uh, but uh, to God in my heart and meaning it with sincerity, I prayed that prayer and asked Jesus Christ to save me uh, tonight Uh, with our heads bowed and eyes closed. Would you just lift your hand and say, I prayed that prayer tonight and asked Jesus Christ to save me. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else would just raise your hand and say, I prayed that prayer tonight and asked Jesus Christ to save me. Anybody else? All right. Thank you. And, uh, and that's wonderful. Uh, I'm going to pray. You can look at this way just for a moment. And if you raise your hand, of course, that's the greatest decision that you can make. It's greater than the decision you would make about, you know, college or uh, who you're going to marry or all those things. Uh, to trust Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, is the greatest thing. Uh, that in it, the greatest thing that God's ever done for us is to provide for our salvation. That's all he did. That would be, that would be enough. Um, but God done, has done a whole lot more for us as well. And has given us a local church and the word of God and the Holy Spirit uh, to guide us and direct us. And uh, he's so good to us. He says, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And we can trust in him all along the way. And so I want to encourage you, if you raise your hand to trust Jesus Christ, your personal savior, uh, that you let me know uh, and talk with me. Of course, we want to invite you and everybody, if you don't have a church home, uh, to come to Berean Baptist church, uh, uh, next, uh, Sunday for our Christmas services, uh, as well. And, uh, love to have you come back and visit again. Uh, let's, uh, let's give the choir, uh, one more hand tonight, uh, for what they have done. Thank you. And, um, and again, thank you, uh, for being here and, uh, and, uh, thank you especially. And congratulations to those who prayed and asked Jesus Christ, uh, to save them tonight. Uh,